you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Taking applications for Mark's next pet team. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. AFC, NFC Championship Game Preview Edition. How about that? Dan Hans is here with heroes Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. Boys, I'm looking at this. I'm looking. I'm looking. And Mark, I know you got you like new things. You I, always like something new. Uh, sure, like any like not a takedown, it's, just a reality. No, but it's a reality. Many humans would agree. So if uh, we get Baltimore and San Francisco at the end of this weekend, that's a rematch of Super Bowl 47. If we not get new. If we get Casey at San Francisco, that's a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Uh, Detroit, a whole new world. We're somewhere else. Never appeared in a Super Bowl. In fact, I believe this is their second NFC title game. Period. We well, we also are getting a rematch of 38 to 6, the classic Ravens beatdown from week 8 Ravens Lions if that happened. Just saying from this We don't That was a tough. One. That does not That yeah, does not count as a as a rematch. Week 8 feels so far away. Um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, the the Lions are the new the newbie here. Now the Chiefs are the old guard. The Chiefs are if you are somebody that wants something fresh. And as much as I love Patrick Mahomes, and obviously Chiefs Kingdom loves Patrick Mahomes, and America is growing a bit weary with the Chiefs. I feel like Mark, even if you're a, a Ravens hater, which you are, it might be it might behoove us if we want something new. To get, even though the Ravens have been in this game periodically uh, throughout the century, uh, to get the Chiefs out. Maybe that happens this weekend. Who knows? I think the Lions are the great hope of newness. Don't try to sell me on any of the other three teams. And I like, you, you, you know, the, the intro talked about my pet teams or this. I mean, Ravens haven't even been in this weekend for I know, 12 but Greg, years. Greg, you have a Ravens fetish, and I, I acknowledge that. Like, I have a different relationship. No, with I the get Ravens. it, but you're saying new. We've, that, we've I done feel this like show I was for a the, long time. Lamar's I, never been to the I Super Bowl. I was at the Niners Ravens Super Bowl, and it felt like two days ago to me. We, I, I, we were just there, the lights, you know, the whole thing went out. We, we, it, we feel, it feels like we've been doing this show a long time. We have never had a Ravens conference championship preview here. This wow! Is the first time, so but I did have history. to write the NFL.com when the article when the electricity went out. You did the blackout story. Yeah, it was like you write this. It's like I don't know what's happening. Is is how is you know how why you I were up the Superdome? Because know. I wrote the uh, Beyonce halftime show article. Right, just people so getting like, banged left and right. Up, so. We're all about to die. Who's on this one? Sesta. <laughs> all right, I'll never forget that. And by the way, Jim Harbaugh was the coach um, right. yeah. back then for the Niners, and he's going to be coming up in conversation a little bit later. Uh, today, I'll never forget that Super Bowl because um, my father, with your help, went to that was the first time went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Took him to the game. My dad. Yep. Who I would never well, we dismiss through. in any work scenario. Right. But if you had a chance to do that with your dad, it's just something to think about. Um, <laughs> and all the first thing that seriously came to my mind when the lights went out was, oh, no, did I just I got my dad to the Super Bowl. Now, now I'm going to get him killed. 
That was like my my first fear <laughs> that we were all about to like my mom was going to be mega pissed. That's a quality instinct. My dad's first Super Bowl as well. We was it? They shared it. Yeah. Were you frightened for your dad? I I general Greg no. was assigning articles to you and me. He was not concerned about his. Uh, I wasn't. Point. I figured oh, this is weird, but um. It'll probably work out. I'm an optimistic guy. That is guy. such a Greg outlook. It, but I think. it was like, eh, it's not a big deal. I, it was definitely eh. a big deal. But I was like, well, this will probably get <laughs> fixed. Hopefully. Yeah, well, it did. It did. I think it turned as, that as someone Bowl, that lived in New Orleans, shout out to Entergy. A lot of power outages in New Orleans all the time. So it almost it felt for why would you give them a shout out then? Uh, they're the worst. <laughs> they're the worst. And guess what? There will be a, a, a Super Bowl uh, in New Orleans next year, but there hasn't been one since that game. And that's a re- there's a reason why, because, uh, you know, it's the best place for a Super Bowl for it to get punished and get sent to the uh, <laughs> the rubber room, as it were, just like Jero World, by the way. All right, let's get on track here. <laughs> we got a lot to get to. We have guests uh, coming up in a little bit. James Palmer, one of our favorites uh, with NFL Network. Um, he has been embedded with the Chiefs covering that team and covering this AFC um, finale. It is the season finale of the AFC on Sunday. And he's going to join us in a little bit. And on the NFC side of things, and also to break down all the news that's going on, uh, the great Cynthia Freeland will be in studio. So uh, let's get to it without further ado. Uh, game one. Oh, there's two games. How about that? There's only two games on Sunday. We're still doing clearly going way over an hour. Just two games. We'll find a way. We will. We'll balloon it out. Whatever we need. Well, to we've do. got two guests. We've got news at the back end. It, oh, it's it's going to be. Oh, it's a slam it's dunk going over an hour. <laughs> anyway, uh, first game, 3 p.m. Eastern CBS Nance Romo Wolfson. You hear our, our boy uh, Mad Dog get after Romo I Mad Dog. Um, <laughs> I would say I thought you said it well. When Mad Dog <laughs> is right, he's right. When he gets onto something and he feels his passion and his heart starts to flare up. There's no one else like him. What are you I, talking about, though? What did he well, get on? So Mad Dog, yeah, he went after Tony Romo, who dropped a attempted to drop a historical nugget about the, an, a, like the, an old Steelers moment, and Romo the Romo, old still the uh, immaculate reception, immaculate reception, yeah. but it was like the holy roller, all this other stuff, and like Matt, no, well, just make it clear. So he says immaculate reception on the ball that gets tapped out of bounds by the tight end right. on the first play from scrimmage, right. Uh, which is the wrong reference because the Immaculate Reception was a totally different play Completely with Franco different. Harris. Which I would imagine Romo right. knows, but he... The Raiders was the holy roller when the ball was knocked forward and scored a touchdown and the rule was changed. Anyway, Russo is fired up about that. Russo goes absolutely crazy and there Go are find few, like female hosts, you know, stationed about seven yards behind him just watching him up like David Letterman, like up against the camera right. going absolutely nuts. They're just watching him. Like he, a tail is growing out from above <laughs> his uh, butt. Uh, true just, mad dog. Anyway. So Country. Romo didn't get demoted though. So that's good. He's got this game. Got, um, oh, got the Super Bowl too. Got Patrick Mahomes again. Uh, Tracy Wolfson. Now listen to this. They also got Evan Washburn on the sideline who, you know, is Patrick Bateman, but well adjusted. And then Feely. Just why not? Um, Chiefs at Ravens. How about that? Mahomes v. Lamar. The Ravens, the line has not moved here. It's Ravens by three and a half. Mm. And that should be, uh, you could even make the case that it should be higher. They're home. They are, they've been playing dominant football, Greggy, for months. They uh, just came off a game against uh, an upstart Texans team where they just seized control at the half and, and really flexed their muscles. And in a lot of ways, it feels like this is their year, 
but man, just like the just like the Bills thought this was their year. Mm. It's it, it's cool to say it's your year, but then you have to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, and teams aren't good at that too. There, there is something too that if Mahomes is the Jordan, and and he kind of is, that you have to. I, I know many teams couldn't do this. You have to get past it. Or if he's Brady, if they're the Patriots, you have to get past him. And I think of some Patriots years like 06, uh, when the Colts finally got past the Patriots. Or or even, I forget which year it was, where they didn't have an offensive line and Steven Jackson was the running back. Might have been 15 where the Broncos, or 13 when the Broncos barely got past. Those were bad Patriots teams. And then they got to the playoffs and suddenly they were great Patriots also, by teams by the way, again. calm down with bad. I, Greg, you, you know what I mean? stuff all the time. It's all there relative. were no bad Patriots but teams. In the same way that we were talking about this Chiefs offense, if we were doing a podcast back then, they weren't the same Patriots all season. And then it's almost like you get to the playoffs and it's like, oh yeah, this is... This is how we feel alive again. This is how we do what we do. This is how we rise up to a challenge. And offensively, I, I think they're going to be tested this week because I think the Ravens defense is the perfect defense to face this Chiefs group because they throw so many different looks at you before the snap, after the snap, snap to snap. It's going to be different on second down and third down. It's going to be different first drive to the third drive. It's going to be different first half to the second half. And as good as Mahomes was last week, finally, if you watch us on YouTube, throwing the ball in rhythm. It didn't happen all season where he got to the back of his drop and he actually trusted MVS and made that like slot fade to start the second half and all these great throws where it actually was Mahomes delivering the ball on time. I actually don't think that's going to be the way that they can win this game because I don't think they're good enough to do it. I think the Ravens make you hold the ball and it's just going to have to come down to Patrick Mahomes holding the ball a little extra and making Patrick Mahomes magic, whether it's with his feet or then buying time and making crazy throws. I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens just running their conventional offense. Maybe you can run the ball uh, fairly well during the game, but I don't think what worked against the Bills is going to work this week. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we're looking at a Ravens team that against playoff teams from this season has put up 30 points on offense per game allowed just 17 they they're like they're these sort of polar opposite of these like the dolphins we've talked about teams that like go up against winning teams and like what's special about them vanishes like the ravens seem to become more embellished more special when they go up against the best competition and i think you're right this is like this is a huge test of lamar jackson a huge test of the entire team to get over a chiefs team that kind of feels like when they get challenged theoretically in the playoffs like this, like everything that we thought was a weakness of yours goes away. They became a completely different offense the last two weeks. I I really do trust the Ravens though, in this situation at home to be the best version of themselves. And I think that's an Mm. unbeatable team right now. That is Mm. an unbeatable team. They put it on the Niners like the Texans a week ago. We're talking about a team that completely separated the Cleveland Browns defense. The Ravens made them look like a team that had barely played all season. And now you go against Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, against the Ravens, last two times he's faced them, has been nearly perfect. But he is dealing with a different group of targets and wide receivers. I think that's, I think you're, I, I do wonder if around the corner, there's that game that kind of reveals what was Kansas City's weakness all along was mistakes by your wide receivers, mistakes, drops, issues. Does that rear its head in this game or do they continue this journey? Yeah. And that's why it's kind of almost frustrating to watch the Chiefs uh, from one perspective uh, is because. The NFL and football in general doesn't feel like like the type of sport you could just flip the switch and turn it on uh, in the playoffs. And all their scheme, their scheming was not effective on offense all season. They were trying it. They were trying very hard. It wasn't like a, a long NBA season where you're, 
you know, resting guys or you're kind of just just trying to get through it, you know, bank your 56 wins and then really start bowing up for the playoffs. They tried all season to get the offense right and couldn't do it. So watching them uh, really uh, thrive against the Bills uh, all game long to see Travis Kelsey returning as a playmaker in the red zone to see them find a downfield presence as unlikely as it is. And MVS uh, that Isaiah Pacheco is playing like a star running back where she rice obviously is an every week contributor. It's, it's kind of wild uh, and, <laughs> and, and crazy. And that would be my concern as a Baltimore fan is like all year. I thought this was a great window for us because the chiefs are down on some level for them, but they're not now. Now they're kind of like the chiefs again. So what happens with that on the, and the other point I wanted to make Greg was that the, Two number one seeds both had scares in different ways. So that the Ravens were tied at halftime with a, a big special teams play going into the locker room. Uh, the, the Niners, we know what happened with them. They nearly get picked off, survive in the final minute of that game. To me, the Niners team, I'm, as I've said on the show, I'm concerned about. And I'm curious what we're going to get on Sunday. The Ravens team, I think this that's the one that were just like that battle hardened them. They've had some issues in the divisional round playoffs and in the Lamar era to get over that hump. I don't have any concerns mm. that the Ravens show up tight or not playing at a high level on Sunday because they kind of knocked off that rust and any of that type of stuff with that win last week to me. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. And now the extra rest they got, they've got really two weeks of rest. I think you could see it last week uh, on the offensive line in particular, but before we kind of move to the Ravens offense, like the, the reason I trust this Ravens defense, at least slow, slow the chiefs down here. Uh, compared to where they've been the last couple of weeks is is the middle of the field. All these teams attack you at off-ball linebacker and they attack your safeties and they find mismatches. And Andy Reid did a great job last week and, and Patrick Mahomes did too. Now, who, who are they going to be attacking this week? Who's Kelsey's matchup going to be? It's going to be Kyle Hamilton. It's going to be Roquan Smith. It's going to be Patrick Queen. Like, they watching that tape over again, just acted so fast. Like they knew it was coming from uh, the Texans offense and they just react and they pop and they're athletic. And, and I think you win right now only with rice and Kelsey. And for the most part, that's over the middle of the field. So I think that the Ravens are uniquely flexible enough to handle that. I, I do think for the, the chiefs, they have to be encouraged at least that the offensive line on the interior, especially Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith and Tooney were dominant. I mean, they won them that game. They made the Bills look like their little uh, playthings. Like it was a college team they were going up against. And I know Matabike and and Michael Pierce, like they're big guys up front, and that that's a tougher matchup for them. But that gives you a chance. Like if you if you can play heavy like the Chiefs did last week, they had six offensive linemen, three tight ends, quite a bit, two tight ends, uh, quite a bit. They just played heavy. I don't think that's a crazy way to try to play the Ravens to try to run. It's not easy, but that to me seems easier than just going back and throwing. Yeah, I don't think times. you have Joe Tooney in this game necessarily. That, that is also a big problem. Yeah, yeah that, that that's a big injury. loss. That's one of the more that's one of the toughest linemen in the entire league, and he's been a foundational piece for them. I, I really think that when they played the Bills, um, part of their success was that you played a banged up Bills defense and like someone like AJ Klein got completely exposed. Right. And the Ravens come in with Roquan Smith. Um, you know, the trade last year, I think was one of the best NFL trades of the last five years. It completely changed their That's defense. That's why we did an emergency pod. We did. Yeah. We needed you to. You gotta say For it, multiple reasons. It's almost like everyone it. benefited. It's almost benefited. like, um, 
That's why we did it. Flashpoint focus, but as an emergency pod. Right. We were kind of ahead yeah. of it. With no, we were. We absolutely were. And like, but I, You're welcome, society. And so is Patrick Queen also. Because I think it changed someone's career trajectory there. Because I think Queen was sort of trending down. Smith, they didn't pick up his uh, fifth-year option. Right. It but probably I think is two, his last few days with the Ravens here. These it, last it might be. But the two of, of them together have been completely unstoppable. And they are the second-best team in the league against tight ends. And so if you are, this is different than last week when, when Kelsey, a revived looking Kelsey, now you're going against a different defense. And if you can take Kelsey out of this, you are putting those Chiefs wide receivers into a situation where they've got to perform it. I just don't know if I trust that. It's like the Chiefs are going to have to find a different way to win. This is a different defense than they mm-hmm. played against Buffalo a week ago. And you're on the road. I don't care about the road thing so much with Mahomes, but it's like I, this, this defense has not been broken months in a row. Like, Marlon Humphrey is here? also returning to practice. The weakness would be the cornerbacks. I mean, they're out there throwing Marlon Humphrey. But not against this group of wide receivers. Yeah, That's for, all I'd say. So Marlon Humphrey, their best cornerback, is returning. But yeah, it's Brandon Stevens, Arthur Millette, and Ronald Darby, who wasn't even on the team halfway through. He's bounced around. So like, the, if you could buy time. In theory, that's the weakness. But Humphrey returning would be big. That would be big. Also returning uh, would be big. Uh, Mark Andrews. <laughs> uh, so he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. He's coming back from that... A uh, gnarly ankle injury that's kept him out for a couple of months now. Um, very interesting to see if, th- if this is a thing, if he's going to really have a role in the offense. I would imagine uh, if he does play, you know, it would be a limited number of snaps. But as we know, and as we've been talking about, Isaiah likely has really stepped up in Andrew's absence and become a playmaker. So that, I mean, it's just the Ravens just come at you in waves. It's such a deep roster on both sides of the ball. And I, I don't know. Does it have a chance to get going? The 28 days later defense? That's what I like. The I want to see this this Baltimore swarming, zombie-like, rage-virus-infected defense uh, getting after uh, the uh, Pacheco, who runs with those elbows and knees out. What what was the uh, Pacheco said, though? Somebody said he, he runs like, oh, God, I got to remember this. He had a really good uh, description of, of of how he runs. I will he think bites, but uh, like he bites. He didn't like that. I like the one <laughs> I saw right. that, that that he runs like he's dealing with trauma. <laughs> so, so you have the twenty eight days later defense against a running back who runs with trauma. Uh, and uh, what will Kansas City's offense be able to do against this defense? Because it's a step up from Buffalo yeah. or anyone else. He said, "You run like you bite people." Mm. I kind of like that description. Which, by the way, what do the like what do the zombies do? Th- that's yeah. what they they, t- they run and bite people. Typically, that's what they would t- they would they would do. That they would bite you. <laughs> the thing that was most surprising last week, though, was that the Chiefs' defense got kind of worked. Like that looked like an old school Chiefs' defense. I know they came up big and they made Buffalo work for these touchdowns and everything, but it was one of their worst games of the season without they just didn't a doubt. give up big plays. They they do- they got dominated for the most part uh for three quarters and then they came up with some big plays. So I'm very curious, like are they gonna be a little more disciplined? Because one thing I, I saw in that game was they kept getting past Josh Allen and then Josh Allen just kept running forward. And like what is the worst thing that you can do against Lamar Jackson is not be disciplined with those rush lanes. It happened to the Texans a couple times. Lamar just set, was so relaxed. He almost seems like too relaxed sometimes back there. He is just chilling. He's just chilling in the pocket. And then the second he sees it open, he takes off. But for the most part, he's just chilling back there. He's getting great protection uh, from this offensive line. And that's where I think you saw the two weeks help. Ronnie Stanley looked healthier. The offensive line in general seemed healthier. They, they were dominant and they have to 
really have a plan for kind of not getting like rushing Lamar, uh, getting some heat. And they had to make Chris Jones, you know, on the outside for those big plays because they weren't getting on the inside against Buffalo. Um, but also not go past him and, and not, um, let him run the ball. I, I think they almost have to kind of dare Baltimore to throw the ball deep, deep into the outside. And if he beats you that way, and he had a number of good throws to the outside last week and deep and they worked, um, then maybe you just deal with it because otherwise like they will just pick you apart, uh, offensively. I mean, I also say they survived like an incredible game by Josh Allen. So yes. Lamar Jackson's going to have his moments and they can still survive. They haven't allowed more than 27 points in a game all year. And like, I, I do trust this defense more than any other chiefs defense we've seen. And like, I guess you're going to have to allow Lamar Jackson to have his moments, but you got to just try you gotta to be, find be you got to be better than you were. A, a I'm putting that I'm, yeah. right now. I'm happy to be stand corrected on this one, but I'm putting the Casey defense in the bucket of all these other defenses that I've, I was told were great and then get lit up in a huge spot. They already got beat up last week. And then the Ravens, I would not be surprised that the Ravens have their way. That said, that said, there is the Mahomes component of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes, as you may have heard, Mark played his first road game, true road game in the playoffs uh, last week. And uh, as you can imagine, a lot of fuel to the fire to be on the road, to be, uh, an underdog and all that. This is his post-game locker room uh, comments to his teammates after the big victory in Buffalo. Hey, they asked for it. Yeah. And they got what they asked for. Yeah. Hey, but he said it. This shit ain't done. Yeah. We come back next week ready to f-ing go. And turn it over notch. Chiefs on three, one, two, three. Chiefs. All right. And with that said, let's welcome in our guest. Uh, because uh, that's a Patrick Mahomes that... These guys, the great ones, they're always looking for a new challenge. It's like James Palmer in his personal life. Uh, And for Patrick Mahomes right now, it is uh, this idea of being doubted, being on the road, being viewed as the guy. Let's get them out of here so that we get some fresh blood in. James Palmer, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm good, guys. I'm glad we're starting with this because (laughs) I've gotten a lot of heat (laughs) <laughs> on, on the Twitters and the X's uh-oh, about uh-oh. this Patrick Mahomes playing on the road. If you bring this up, yeah. Chiefs mm. Kingdom will attack you like what, nobody's business. What's got the, they what's get so got them angry. all fired up? And Why? I don't You're just get sick it. of it as a storyline. Well, this is what they say, guys. The they, they, They're good. Uh, they, I know, but this is what they say, guys. They go, well, oh, that Super Bowl in Tampa, I'll that wasn't it. a road game. Well, how'd that It was go? a home game for Tampa. <laughs> I was like, well, well, listen, guys, that went terribly wrong. Like, your right. offense could not function. I was in that stadium. It was half full. I was in some sort of box with I, the, the girl from Pitch Perfect and, and the guy from Pitch Perfect. What's his name? Adam Devine of some sort, I think. Wow. And, and there were very few of us watching. I don't I don't understand why they were so angry we don't need about to, us bringing this you up. You know what? We but, don't need uh, to talk about I, the COVID really Super Bowl, it. James. Like, the COVID Super Bowl was in the middle yeah. of a global health catastrophe. So let's just throw that out as a, an, uh, an opinion or an example True. of anything. Come on. Yeah, I get it. Like you had the Ad, weekend Adam Devine, though. the walls by himself. It was weird. <laughs> Adam Devine, though, nice, yeah. uh, nice hang for you during a strange Super Bowl event. And the, the difference, what are the, what are the nice many guy. differences? Like at that point, their offensive line is falling <laughs> apart and you've been covering this team all year. And, and one reason I, I don't think anyone should have been digging any dirt on them as rough as the offense has looked is like the fact is it's still Mahomes with Andy Reid 
and the best defense he's ever had and their offensive line playing outstanding. And I, I guess that was, if you have Mahomes and an offensive line, I, I don't care how poorly the rest of the group is, is playing. They got to have a chance. Like how, how has the vibes been this week and everything around this team in terms of this challenge? Cause they got to feel like this challenge against the Ravens defense is another step up from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and it's Greg, it's a massive step up from the walking wounded they faced at that game I was in Buffalo. I mean, this mm. group is far and away different than that Buffalo group that that they figured out a way to put 11 guys on the field. I, I think this group is completely different if Joe Tooney can't play. And talking to people mm. that I know that are in the know in Kansas City, it's going to be a long, long stretch for him to try to go in this game on Sunday. And, and I've talked to a number of people that said he's really the guy – over the last couple of years that has made this offense go. If you remember, they brought him in that big free agent contract. I think it was after that game in Tampa we're talking about. And he's been that mentor to Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, the center and the guard on the other side, to really give them that anchor of the offensive line and the way that he's kind of run that entire group. He's really the guy that makes it go. So I do think that interior has been a big part of some of the success that they've struggled through some of this guys. I do think they've just tried to help out their offensive line a bunch. I I heard you guys talking about the number of tight ends that they've been putting out there. You haven't heard Donovan Smith's name at the left tackle spot since he's returned from the neck injury. I think the, you know, the body was uh, benefiting from getting off those legs for a couple of weeks. He's been a little bit better than he was during the season. Uh, and Wanye Morris was out there for him. But but if he has time, Patrick Mahomes has time, he, he's going to find ways to make plays. I think that's the part that, that we're always kind of bringing up. And specifically in the postseason, it's it's not just this, the scrambling ability. It's He runs more on his own. Like, he mm-hmm. puts the offense on his back at times. It's just going to be, and we can talk about it, the matchup of, of Kelsey if he can get free. And then it's really him and Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco. That That's kind of their offense. They ran it the best they did this entire year, they think, in Buffalo. Uh, that's probably the best game plan Andy Reid thought Matt Nagy has had this season. But again, it, it's really kind of been those three guys. Uh, I'm going on here, but I do make want to make this point. They feel like the offense has been better since Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney have been injured. Like, no <laughs> lie. It's, it's just... <laughs> Kind of makes. Rotate, I mean, it makes sense. They they at pick... the receiver spots. Yeah, it, it's it's better for us. Yeah, they they thought they were playing too many players. Honestly, mm. rotating too many receivers. Nobody was getting in a rhythm, and that kind of those two injuries happening, they feel like that's actually benefited the offense. <laughs> All right, so let's go off of that because right now, cut to Kansas City, sixty feet below the complex. You've got Andy Reid surrounded by like six boxes of Chinese food. Uh, cooking up some sort of trick play. They love to do this on a weekly basis. You've been there. Well, right. Smart. So, like, yeah. you're talking about, like, yeah. two two players are better not being part of the offense on some level. You've got your, your Kelsey's, your obvious guys. What's the X factor? Like, I want you to predict a guy that we're going to be talking about Sunday night that we're not expecting. Last week it was MVS. It's like these guys have been hot and cold all year. What's the trick? What's the happening? What's the like the secret sauce individual that they're building around? James, before you answer that question, <laughs> before you answer that question, I'm curious since you brought it up because yeah. I didn't know about this uh, underground bunker. Yeah, do, the guy that delivers the Chinese food does he get access down like an elevator shaft, or does Andy have to go up to? Get no, no, that's a middleman. A middleman, obviously, who knows? You got codes, you got handprints, an oh, intermediary, op- yeah. little optical yeah. scan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good optical scan for Chinese food. All right, go I ahead, had James. to take. Yesterday, the elevators weren't working, and I had to take the Taylor Swift uh, path. 
right. the underground path to get to uh, to get to where it needs to be. So these things are are a big big haps. I'm not sure <laughs> if the t- the delivery guy and Taylor ever have crossed paths mm. uh, <laughs> down there in the you know the secret bunker. Uh, More in, importantly, in have you crossed paths but, with listen, Taylor through all this, James? With Taylor? Yeah. Oh, have- a, a, a number of times, I got some free jeans uh, because of one of my encounters with. <laughs> with Wait, what? <laughs> wow! All right, we're gonna get to the X Factor. No, no, no. Mark. Let's know. Uh, I want to hear about, about that here. later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, tell me yeah. about them now. I need. Yeah. To hear well, you know, if if you if you are lucky enough to get the, the to get a primo spot to do the video of Taylor, which I've done it by accident a couple times, I was trying to get. <laughs> Josh uh, Allen, and then all of a sudden she walked by, and then uh, and then my video goes viral, and then she was wearing a <laughs> pair of jeans, and the company hit me up on the gram and was like, "Hey, can we use your video? Uh, we want to profile she's wearing our jeans." And I said, uh, sh- "Sure, I guess this is a world I'm not a part of. I guess you should have held uh, out so for I more." So I sent them the video, and then they said, <laughs> "Then they said." Uh, uh, what what size are you? We'll send you some clothes. That's no, getting personal. Uh, and so that's that's how this world works, I guess. Yeah. I'm moderately disappointed because I thought maybe Taylor was the source of the jeans, but it was the okay. It's still cool though. Sure. No. Yeah. All right. Now to Mark's uh, question. Well, no, I mean it's you know you can go in any direction you want with it this by this point. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've we've derailed. Listen, I I, I do think I, I don't know if they have that player, Mark. I, I really don't. And when you say like a secret sauce, it might be like what teams have used against them. I, I mean, I thought Joe Brady had a brilliant game plan for what he was working with with the Buffalo Bills, and it was keeping Patrick Mahomes and the offense off the field. And that might be something that that the Chiefs are looking at in terms of can we control this game? We're see we have seen, and this is something in this postseason, guys. I've really been curious about, like. Patrick is obsessed with Tom, like obsessed with Brady mm. in terms of learning from him. It's a big reason why he, he wanted the backup quarterback that he has right now in his building because he just got done working with Tom Brady. It's just it's just he wants to emulate his game. And can he find ways like we've seen Brady do in the past in the postseason to where if something's not there, does he just not care about stats, not care about anything and lean on something else? And we are kind of seeing that like he's wanted and encouraged the staff to lean into Pacheco, to lean into this defense, to play possession game. All of these different things that we just haven't heard in Kansas City over the years. They've just been something you just start going like, possession game? Like, no, like like run the ball. Like, that's not Andy. That's not Patrick. But that is the way Mahomes has been thinking in terms of other ways to find ways to win. And I think Mm. that gene we're all kind of looking at if that's there because we're calling him kind of the next Brady if that's there on finding other things to lean on to just win a game, I think they've had to do that at times this season, and and we'll see if they can find a formula against Baltimore. I gotta say, I've seen I don't uh, know what you can do. I know I've seen Clyde Edwards-Hilaire taken out of mothballs the last couple of weeks and have a little more juice than I can remember him seeing. He's a couple of weeks away from being a free agent. Yeah. Four years after you know taking him in the first round, maybe taking up blitzes, right? Maybe runs. Maybe he'll be the, yeah. the surprise, or maybe maybe Using it's that on vertical. On defense, I was shocked last week. Shamari Connor, who I wasn't familiar with, a, f- a fourth-round rookie showed up, and mm-hmm. he made a lot of plays for that defense as as an injury replacement. I was like, man, they did it again. They found another mid-round guy in the secondary who's like, this is kind of how Legereus Sneed became a guy. Is suddenly in the playoffs as a rookie, he was doing yep. things. And then Shamari Connor was awesome. Just defensively uh, talking to them this week, like what what have they talked about? being the keys because because one thing that it struck me watching the Ravens game they made pretty huge lineup changes that no one really was talking about like Justice Hill just became their starting running back 
uh, way more uh, touches. He's a little bit <laughs> yeah. of a different offense than than Gus Edwards last week. And Odell Beckham was benched. I know he started the game, but Rashad Bateman be, kind of became their second receiver. Nelson Aguilar's the guy in three receiver sets. And Beckham only played about 20 snaps in that game to 45 for Bateman. I think they see Bateman having a little higher upside. So the, the Ravens actually rolled out some some different stuff in their playoff game. What what has the Chiefs defense talked about wanting to stop? Greg, I think it really is how can you confuse Lamar pre-snap? I mean, mm. and that's really going to be Spags' biggest, biggest goal. And, and it's because they have, and I've talked to Trent McDuffie about this, who and this is going to be a big part of this game. I, I think him blitzing from that corner spot, when I talked to people in Buffalo prepping for that game, they were like, we think he's the best blitzing corner in football. Uh, that's the way the Bills went about it. And him coming from that inside, from that slot spot, bringing some extra pressure might be a, a part of this game plan. But the point is, talking with Trent, it's like, I play three positions. Justin Reed plays three positions. Legereus Sneed does that. Willie Gay does that. And if we have the ability to have these late rotations on Lamar, and we can do it even after the ball is snapped to where he doesn't know who's playing where, and we can get the ball out of his hands quickly, that to me seems like their game plan. And, and mm. they, it, there is some similarities. I, I, I'm not going to say Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson run the football in the same manner, but they did feel like some of the things they wanted to do to Josh Allen they can use against Lamar, which is the way you rush with your lanes up front. And if you're going to bring pressure, you're just eliminating some of the lanes that he can run through. But if you can be disciplined up front, which they weren't in the first half against Allen, and they made some adjustments and were in the second half, that you can make sure he doesn't get out wide and you kind of shut the pocket in from both. This I'm, I'm in a tiny box, so you can't see my hands. Um, <laughs> you you got to squeeze it in from the there sides there. You get a little tiny. Yeah, there you go. Now we've taken it wide. If you bring it in from both sides and you don't let him <laughs> escape kind of out wide, and you kind of force him up front. That's kind of the plan they had for Allen. I would see that being somewhat similar for Lamar as well. You saw right through that, James. Actually, people don't realize it. We have the box get 4% smaller every minute. It's a bit of a weird power play we, we do with yeah. our guests. Yes. You picked up it. on it. I like uh, that. It's kind of like Willy Wonka. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've said it all, James. And I will say one more thing before we say goodbye. You've dealt with some weather stuff uh, the last couple of weeks. It looks like we got yeah. Baltimore going to be warm unseasonably warm but rainy so you you're going to get yes. potentially out That's of right. the the bitter cold but you're going to have to get that slicker out once more I can get the slicker out. Listen, in, in Buffalo, that was like all the talk in the postgame locker room. It wasn't like we won. It was like everybody on the Chiefs team was like, what's the temperature in Baltimore? Like, that's all the guys cared about. Like, can we get out of the frigid temperatures? All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us the info. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Guys, this is real nice. This has been a gas. Nice. That, that hair is going to stay perfect, <laughs> even in the rain. Yes. Thank you, James. We love that, man. Oh. James Palmer. Gold. See you guys. <laughs> Very nice. Love James. JP. One of the good guys. Quality head of hair. There's no question. Hair. That's just the way it is. You know what? Hair respects hair. He's got it. You're referring to yourself respecting him. Okay. Yeah. We like your hair too. Let's um let's make the pick. Let's pick this game. Uh it's it's uh for me, it's the easier of the two games. I Mm. think this is the Ravens moment. I think um, I think Baltimore, like I said, uh, survived the whatever butterflies there might have been and uh, any kind of demons from their early uh, their past with Lamar in the playoffs by really kind of burying the Texans in the second half. And I just think they're 
depth on both sides and the way they swarm on defense and Lamar just having that year is what you need a team like this to take down Mahomes in the playoffs. And I think Mahomes will be back on the stage maybe as soon as next January. But I think this year he's going to take a back seat. In fact, I'm going to lock up the Baltimore Ravens uh, to go back to the Super Bowl. Hmm. How about you guys? I'm with you. I like the Ravens to win. I like the Ravens to win by more than three and a half. I do think it'll be close, though. Uh, I mean, can you just imagine the Chiefs getting blown out? I guess I just can't do it, like, because it never happens. I know happened in the Super Bowl. Super Bowls. No, another defense, another great defense in Tampa Bay that I, got after the great. I know, Mahomes. but even like even this regular season where they were this lesser version and they lost a lot of games, like all of them were close except for that one Broncos game, like. I just think they will be in it. I think they will make the Ravens earn it. There is something about this Ravens that as the game goes on, they just get heavier and heavier and stronger. So I wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens are losing, like heading into the fourth quarter or mm. something like that, that it's a tight game, but that the Ravens do pull away. Let's go low-scoring game, 24-17. I think the Joe Tooney injury, if you point to that Super Bowl, what what was the like the core reason that Kansas Offensive City... Offensive line. Yeah, like they, like they were just a different team without without... They're, in that case, it was your tackles. But um, the Tooney injury is huge. I, that said, I'm going to go against the grain here against you guys. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are not the better team holistically, but I think they have this something about them where they don't care where they're playing. They don't care what they're doing. You've got this obsession with Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes finds a way, whether injured, healthy, whatever the weather is, to get it done. And I think they nip the Ravens 27-24. Hey, listen, keep picking against the Ravens. You might be right one day. I mean, I would say if you're listening to this and I picked your team to win, you are doomed. Don't even witness the game. I like it, though. It's a three and a half way. I don't like it when we're all on the same side. It yeah, I just I want to go sense. give, yeah, I give like, the champs their respect. I like Baltimore 31-20. That's where I'll go with. Ravens, by the way, the money line there is minus 192. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the other big game this weekend and hit some big news and the coaching carousel rankings all right we'll be right back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back. Oh, it is Championship Sunday this weekend, and we are excited to talk these two big games. Uh, Mark, uh, update on the uh, DiGiorno front. Anything, and have you heard from the, ever since uh, we talked about them again on, on the last show, the Pizza Giant, did they connect with you? No, radio silence. Um, I think it's, you know, it's a bit of a psychological tug of war. I accept that. And so my move is to stay in, you know, silent and wait and see what they do. But you did hear from a, a shadowy league figure, as I understand. I was told <laughs> that my attempt to complain about not receiving mm. um, DiGiorno product or <laughs> literally just side money from the company was out of place because per our contract, us reading these ads... Sure. It's literally how we get paid. That's what the money's so for, I guess. I was out of place, and I, I apologize not only no, to DiGiorno, no. but to, okay, anyone that, else. That individual? Yeah. No, well, no, not to them. You're not wrong. You know why? Why? Because, yes, the money's one thing, 
But how about a couple of DiGiorno's in here? I don't think that would be so hard. Eh, a couple of, uh, what do they call them? They, uh, what are this, what's their specialty, Mark? What are they, I know they have some. Well, they have a wide range of specialties. Yeah. Uh, just like I'm just asking for one Toyota Grand Highlander. Like, I'm not asking for like 10 or a million dollars, not a sack of money. Right. You could argue my request is even lesser. One Highlander. Right. That's it. Anyway, it is time now for the NFC game of the week presented by DraftKings. Uh, and yes, there's only one game to choose. And it is a humdinger. It's the Detroit Lions. And speaking of the Detroit Lions, Michigan native Cynthia Freeland will be in in just a little bit uh, to break down the game and where she's at headspace-wise going into this. Uh, they head now the Lions to Santa Clara, the big bell bottom, to get the 49ers. Great. The spread also uh, stayed right where it was when we talked about it last or earlier this week. It's uh, the Niners getting seven. The money line Minus 340. So uh, the betting public seems to feel strongly that the Niners, as the number one seed, will carry on here and beat the Lions. That's it. That's it. I like this Lions, the, the juice around this team. I have to say, if you go back, not even to week one when they beat the defending champion Chiefs, if you go back, Greggy, to week 18 last year when they, mm. when they beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and ended their season. Uh, it that to me was the begin the true beginning of this kind of rocket ride that the Lions are on now and they survived a long season. They navigated their way through the playoffs with two electric uh, home games. And now I just have a hard time seeing as much as I think San Francisco is the better team, Detroit going down easy at this point. Not with this coach uh, and not with what we've learned about this organization over the last year and a half. I mean, I hope you're right, because it'd be one of the great football stories we've had since we started. Imagine the Lions in the Super Bowl oh, in two weeks. I mean, what a vibe that would be. And, yeah. and it wouldn't just be, hey, Detroit's back. That would be a great story. Anyways, it's this particular team and, and the way they do it. And I, I just think they have to attack San Francisco when, when the Lions have the ball. Like, that's the mismatch. They have to be special. Jared Goff made a lot of great throws last week. Like, he has to be even greater. They won up front last week. I thought the Packers won up front last week. They're going to have to do that again. I, they're going to have to play their best offensive game and just hope that the defense can make a few plays. But this is ultimately an offensive team. That's how they've gotten this far. That's how they're going to get further. And I think they're going to look at the edges of San Francisco because when you watched that game from a week ago, Packers against the 49ers, the Packers threw a lot of different run schemes at them, kind of like the Rams do as well. And they mostly worked and they got a little away from it. And the 49ers made some adjustments late in the game. But man, when they threw the ball to the outside on those pitches to Aaron Jones or they had the swings like, they won basically every single time. A lot of it was to Chase Young's side of the field. It was a way to kind of stay away from all that power in the middle of the 49ers. And I think the, the Lions are very well built to do that. You have Panay Sewell, who's an all-pro right tackle. You have Taylor Decker, who's a great left tackle. They're very um, coordinated in terms of their offensive line. They will be without Jonah Jackson, which is a huge loss for them. Uh, their, their replacement last week, uh, Ousika, really struggled. So that, that's a big loss, but can they keep attacking, especially the run game on the outside and, and lean into where their best players are. And to me, that's Sewell and that's Gibbs. Can that combo just come at you over and over again? 
Yes. Like they were built when they, you know, when this whole operation began, the priority was put on offensive line. And we're going to win in a way that, you know, matches what Detroit's about. Uh, Jackson out is a big deal. Frank Ragnow is your center is dealing with an ankle injury, a toe injury, a knee injury, and a back injury. So even if he somehow the gets slam. in there, he finished yeah. the game though. So no, he's he did, probably but that, but that I mean these guys at this point you're you're dealing with like there's no part of your body that's not hurting. But I love what they did last week, and I know it was against the Bucks defense. It's it, it's a different situation against the Niners, but they made a statement with a 14 play, 75 yard touchdown drive. They had two other 10-play touchdown drives. They had another scoring drive that was 65-plus yards. Long marches, keeping the ball out of the hands of the Niners. And I think they can win by just simply doing and being who they are. Like, the way that they were built is a good opponent for the Niners. And mm. I, to me, this a little bit, this game is one where, unlike the one we just talked about, it moves beyond, for me, like, next-gen stats and all the numbers and all the compiled figures and facts. Like, the Detroit Lions just feel like this kind of sports team that you look back on, like baseball teams from certain teams from the 70s and 80s that captured the city. We've seen that in football. We've seen it in every sport. And not to be general about it or, uh, you know, pie in the sky, but the Lions, to me, it's like I kind of love the fact that Jared Goff is just from California. The idea that you're going to go to the West Coast and be awed by the fact that you're playing at a different time in a in a visiting stadium in Cal. I don't think any I think of it matters. He grew up up there. He did. Yes. Yeah. Nevada, California. Like, game. I, like they, literally, it is his home, and it's like something about this Lions team feels like a team of destiny to me. And I, I, I think that the way that we looked at the Bills is the way I look at Shanahan and the Niners just a little bit. There, there's every reason to think that they're the better team on uh, in multiple levels. But like there is pressure on the Niners because their postseason journey has been rough and tumble. Shanahan has this DNA. He's he's seven and three in the playoffs, I believe, with the Niners, but they have lost in big moments. And it's like there's just I think that I could see their butts getting tight if the Lions <laughs> sure. are hanging around there in that third quarter, well, early fourth quarter. I think I like it. I like your passion, Mark. Um, you think about the game too, because the Lions are this lovable underdog within the context of this game right now. Um, but it's the Niners are weird in the sense that they are this um, Goliath, right? But their quarterback is, I don't know if you heard this, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, I think we're so used to it now that we're sleeping on the guy that was the last pick in the draft last year could be going to the Super Bowl if he has, if, if, if his team has has their way on Sunday. Against the first overall pick. And, well, yeah, there's that angle of it too. And it's just like... And I'm not going to belabor it because I hit it pretty hard um, last Sunday and and during the week. But it is Purdy. That's the question. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the the rest of the San Francisco operation is going to crack under the pressure. And I'm not even necessarily saying it's it's pressure with Purdy, but it's just um, has any doubt crept into his mind. It's quarterbacking and really any sport, but especially in quarterbacking, it's so much mental and his confidence allowed him, Greg, to soar and become a true MVP candidate this year. But what happened on Christmas night in Baltimore, what happened in last week's game uh, uh, for three and a half quarters, what, what headspace is the QB in going into this game? Because he, now he's playing to go to the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. It's a massive stage for a guy that was never a, a pristine prospect has had his, his issues in recent weeks it's a huge, huge responsibility to take a team all the way to the bowl. Yeah, last week was concerning because he wasn't seeing the field well. To me, he's pretty consistent in who he is. He's aggressive. He's not a game manager. He He's going to go for it. And he did last week. Like, 
when rewatching it, it, it wasn't quite as bad as I remembered, but it was particularly bad in the in the, the three drives before the game winning drive. And there's another world. The Packers had the ball three times through no um, you know, Purdy wouldn't have done anything different. The Packers had the ball two or three times where they put a, could have put the game away, and they just didn't. They kept giving them chances, and then Purdy did step up. And I do think that's that should, you know, mentally that will help, help him. And then, imagine. and then I think it's the rain. The rain was a factor too, although it was also his decision making. So you can't just put it on um, his throne. But look, he he made the right reads in that final matchup. And a, as much as you, you don't think of the Packers as a good defense maybe that's even a better matchup because one thing that I, I think has been pointed out when Trent Williams was out. And then I, I was reminded of it again last week. It's like this offensive line is really not that great. Like the Packers, I thought kind of one up front on both sides of the ball, which was really surprising. They have, but they have, but it kind of makes sense because they have talented players up front and they just won their matchups. They won it in the run game and made life hard for Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey made some plays, but in terms of the yards, before contact, it was extremely low. They're, they weren't getting much push. And uh, they were putting a lot of pressure on Purdy. And that's what you have to do. Purdy fritzes out a little, like most quarterbacks. I know his numbers are good against pressure, but this was a different sort last week. And I just don't see the Lions doing that because they're one of the worst just teams in terms of just front four getting pressure. Hutchinson is that dude. Uh, but otherwise, they have to send a lot of pressure. So it's, to me, it's going to be a very boomer bust defensive approach where they throw a lot of blitzes. They throw a lot at them. They're willing to give up some big plays. They hope to make some big plays and force some turnovers. And hopefully that'll work. And you you get burnt if Debo's in the game. And maybe you don't get burnt if Debo's not in the game. Well, that's a huge. So that's, that's like, so big. And what, you know, like how healthy will Debo Samuel be? That is, we've they've been so different. I think last week, obviously, you know by now that Debo Samuel was baked heavily into their game plan that affected what happened against the Packers because they had to shift and use different players. If I'm the Lions, though, Aiden Hutchinson is the one guy getting sacks, the one guy really making a difference. You don't want to just station him against Trent Williams snap after snap. I try to find a way to move him around, but this Lions team, with all their ups and downs on defense, has been good against the run. They're the number two team against the run. They've held 14 of 19 opponents to under 100 yards on the ground. They've gone 12-2 and two in those games. So if you can find a way to suppress, to nullify Christian McCaffrey to some extent, and you force Brock Purdy into having to make big throws, right now the forecast, I kind of think this matters for Purdy just because of what we've seen this season. It is suggesting light rain. That's what mm. they said a week ago too. But like then it, you know, you're dealing with an incredible nature is just erupting on you. We'll see. Maybe it's sunny. We don't know. I have it's the latest update. What's the, what's the weather now? On the weather corner. Yeah. Love this weather corner. Maybe a new seg. <laughs> weather corner? Well, we're running out of time to uh, do weather us, uh, corners. Like give us a little you know. uh, drop for weather corner uh, in post, uh, right. <laughs> Eric, the producer. Um, right now, it looks like 73. That's nice. 73 yeah. a.m. clouds, p.m. sun, only a 6% chance of precipitation. So the small Brock hands, probably not going to be an issue No, that here. sounds more like Detroit's something oh. changing. Goff has sort of famously struggled in the rain and in uh, inclement weather. That's true, too. Grass, yeah. not, another small hands guy. I mean, this is this is ridiculous, us calling them small hands guy. And in the scheme of things, it's compared <laughs> to, like, the average. It's NFL all relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is all relative. Um, speaking of Jared Goff, we had uh, this is, again, it's being positioned as David versus Goliath on some level, but it's not quite that. The Lions have a lot of big-time players. Lions had a huge year. They're in the NFC title game for a reason. Uh, this is a fun little uh, back and forth between Goff and a reporter. Uh, think some things, wires get crossed a little bit here. This was enjoyable. You guys got a lot of, got a lot of really good players, obviously. But maybe oh, thank you. 
that? I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe not viewed, though, as the superstars, like maybe the 49ers have or other people. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys like St. Brown and you. Yep, St. Brown was first team all pro. So. Right, right. Um, so was Panay. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a great way to kind of have some fun. Also, by the way, show that you're loose. Like, there's Jared Isn't Goff. A is gonna, this is a, a different Jared Goff. He's than, ready. Like, he is ready yeah. for this game. But also pointing out, yes, yeah, stop looking at us like we can't match up on any level to the mighty San Francisco team. We got studs on this team, uh, including a first team all pro. Uh, at, at our offensive line, at number one wide receiver, we're ready to rock. Right, and I think Jamar, Jameer Gibbs, I've been saying this, I think he's the second best running back in the league right now. I think I, I wasn't think, even referring to him. Right, that's I another know. monster. Yeah. Like, so that's, <laughs> I, I would, Gibbs is a monster. Sewell is right there with Trent Williams as like the best tackles in the NFL. Sam Laporta was second team all pro as a freaking rookie. It was a really well language, Greg. Well uh, made point, I think, by Goff because they are extremely talented. They're cohesive. They've been together a while. And you mentioned it's a different Goff. You're right. But he's also different on the field. Like he was different in in L.A. I don't think it like they should feel bad about getting rid of Jared Goff, obviously because of the results, but also because of the way he's playing. But the way he's playing now, and you give credit to Ben Johnson, but you mostly give credit to Jared Goff. He, I think he makes his reads faster. I think he gets to his second, his third read faster. I think he buys time just a little bit better. He's obviously not going to be Lamar Jackson, but he moves a little better in the pocket. There were a couple of throws last week where he's backpedaling. Uh, they're obviously better against the blitz. That's coaching and that's Jared Goff, but they're great against the blitz. That used to be his bad thing. And there's more outside throws. Think of some of his most impressive throws last week. One of them was like deep into the outside to Reynolds, another one to St. Brown. Like that was not something you saw Jared Goff doing. So he is a legitimately better quarterback. He is a top 10 quarterback, eight quarterback, whatever you want to be. Then we, when we last saw him What'd you say, in top the top eight right now, mm. In many ways, he has been for the last two years. I I bumped up against that. I would have to kind of go through it. But certainly on the fringe of the top 10, which is, again, looking where he was when they, Los Angeles dumped him to where he is now. I want to talk to someone who uh, knows all about this team. Oh, yeah. She knows everything. Yeah. I mean, but she is a Michigan native who has a chance to do something that's never happened in her lifetime. I mean, this person could be 144 years old. And the, it would have never happened in their lifetime because the Lions have never been to the Super Bowl. But now, in her Lions T-shirt, Cynthia Freeland is ready uh, for the game of her life as a fan. Cindy, welcome back to Around the NFL. Well, let's just hope I you? don't get the the last time. I don't <gasps> I don't make any headlines like the last time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's well. Don't worry about that. I believe that was excised from the show. That's not going to happen. This time. Never. Um, Cynthia, how or are you? Who cares? I'm great. I just got back from Detroit. It was really special. We had Colleen on the show yep. uh, on Wednesday, and, and she <laughs> obviously spent the game with you. <laughs> Poor and, Colleen. And said it was a very um, special experience to be there with someone that was, it meant that much to them, the game. It meant it so much to me. Why did it mean so much to you as a Michigan native? Well, number one, I'm the daughter of a General Motors employee for his entire career. And in 08, like the whole thing just got blown to shreds. It wasn't great. It was sad. And, you know, especially my dad has a lot of pride, you know, this GM pride, American muscle, all that. And to see it take this big hit 
felt so like very parallel to the Lions having recently come off an 0-16 season. So it was mm-hmm. kind of this like amazing parallel between this like city and like things were just bad. Like it was <laughs> not good for a while. And now to see like this turnaround and to have some hope. Yeah. Hope is a terrible investment thesis, but it's pretty fun. Very Cynthia term there. Wow. <laughs> you were getting so emotional that you brought I us know. back. But you, but you had it. You had it. You had that moment in yeah. Detroit. Like now does it feel like it's a little no, house I, money or now this is the biggest game of your, your fan life? It feels a little like, to be honest with you, it's kind of both because I wasn't expecting to win two home games to have two home games, let alone to win two home games. But it it feels like there's this opportunity now. And it's like, we're like, please like Jordan Love isn't great yet. Like wait till, because this this division is going to get better. Like, Mm. like let's just like, ah, like capitalize on the moment. So it does feel special. I was actually talking to some of my friends on the team uh, that are in like the operations part and, you know, they're, they didn't even already have in place, like what would happen if they went right. Like, so this week they had to go, like the team had to like go to Detroit, uh, go to Las Vegas and like pick the hotel. Like they that's didn't even wild. have that. Wow. Mm, I, that's wild. But a, a lot, I mean, uh, to be fair, a lot of teams, it's not, that's not a normal thing, but like, you know, I'm sure Andy Reid has like, well, let me just yeah, thumb exactly. through this. Okay. But like, you know, some, some people don't have that luxury. I want to ask you something because, um, like my first growing up on the East coast, my first kind of concept of Michigan in Detroit was that Michael Moore documentary, Roger and me, which you said your dad is attached to GM. It had painted a very bleak picture of what was happening to that part of the country. Yeah. And it always kind of colored my thought of what the lions were and their fans. And like, this is happening now and you're, um, you know, you're drenched in analytics and like, it's mm-hmm. how you like, it's the, your point of view through football, but then something about this lions team, we just yeah. talked about, it's like, there's this inevitable kind of energy around them uh, and belief in themselves. And like, you've got your, your models and how you uh, like would break down a game, but like, how do you factor in what is happening with the lions from like a human energy yeah. front yeah. into how you analyze football? Well, there's a couple things. Thank God I do all of my coding blind. Like, I don't know which, t- I mean, I can probably guess if I were to look into it, but I do it all blind because that's the only way you can do it. You have to just, you name it weird things that mean nothing to you. So then it pops out and you're like, Darn it, it's the Niners. Because they they are, in terms of the analytics, they are absolutely the stronger team. They should be favored. And they're, they're all the things are in there. But you look at the things that are recent trends and the fact that the Lions are able to buck the things that have been wrong for them. So, for example, this last game, instead of giving up really deep plays, they actually were pretty vulnerable to the intermediate level of the middle of their defense. So it's not to say that it's better. It's just different. And that was able to give them just enough of a push to go up ahead of the bucks and stay there, which was kind of cool to see them addressing some of their issues. So the math does support that they're addressing some of their issues. It's it's this game is not to what my math says. It's closer than seven points, but mm. it's not a game. It, it's not, you, I can't factor in grit. I mean, I literally was the most, <laughs> right. I was like the most inappropriate person. I'm, I'm fine with this. I, I'm happy to get in trouble for it because I, I stand by it. At the after we were, the game was over, I went down. I just had to see a Dan Campbell presser in person, and I'm like in a lion shirt. You're, I don't think you're supposed to, all these like really <laughs> like very like serious, really good journalists. Like people, Mitch Album was there, and I'm like sitting there like 
and I'm like, does anyone want to take a shot with me? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I don't care. Like, this is cool. Like, it's positive. It's, you know, like, let's just have a little fun in this room for until he walks in. So <laughs> what, was that? what was the album book? People you talk to in heaven? Tuesdays with Maury or Tuesdays whatever. With Maury. Multiple books. Sitting yeah. On but I, I like Read fangirled on him. I was like, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm sorry, but I want to take shots with somebody. I'm like, <laughs> I can't find my friends yet. So what did album here. say? He was like, that's great. We should all be so happy because they were all trying to be serious. You know, I wasn't going to ask any questions i just wanted to see dan campbell's Lighten energy album. sure yeah no no he was great nice. he was great he, they, they were all great to me no one was mad at me for saying that but it probably just not what you're supposed to do in that scenario mitch actually texted me he's like cynthia he's like, she sucks. didn't comport herself with yeah, girl. <laughs> um <laughs> so lack of professionalism right there so your your study your models say this is a close game but yep. but everything as much as you don't want it to be the analytics tell us that yep. the niners are the team that escapes and yeah. gets to Vegas. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I, I'm not happy about it. Like how much is the last four weeks? Cause, cause that's where I don't think it's as unique as it feels that like the chiefs offense suddenly found itself right. or that the Packers suddenly to me looked like they were like, they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. It feels crazy, but they could have won that game. I'll they could have won the next you. game. And so how much is it like you, you take all the numbers from the season, but then you just look at the, like the last three weeks. Cause that is how, Sometimes Super Bowls are decided. A hundred percent. So my models weight recency a little bit more. So because all of the coaches tend to watch about four weeks of film heading into games, I overweight the most recent four weeks of data just a little bit. So they count as extra, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're looking Good. at that. My bigger problem in this matchup, there's two things that really stand out are the, the, the biggest things that the line have to, lines have to overcome. One their O-line is banged up. There's no two ways about it. They're going to have a, a backup of the guard position. Yikes, yikes. And Frank Ragnall's not 100%. He seems to be doing better, and he's an awesome guy. Against him. Armstead, who's healthy finally. Hargrave. Right. Law played well last week against their strength. That, that's a problem. <laughs> the other problem is Jared Goff is awesome at throwing in breaking routes, right? We saw Jordan Love show us kind of the formula to upset the Niners, which is outside the numbers passes. That is not what this Lions team, ha that doesn't mean they can't do it. It's just saying it's a lower probability because we haven't seen them do it as frequently. Not to say they can't, just to say it's harder to imagine that happening. And then lastly, the best area of the defense in the back is the middle third of the back, which is right where those inbreakers go. So mm. it's, it's just unfortunate that the, those things, again, they could figure things out. Ben Johnson, it, it, he, those teams that have their grubby paws all over him. It'll be his last game. I do is. love that angle. Like that to me is one of the most intriguing things like Ben Johnson versus Kyle Shanahan. If you were going to power rank play callers in the NFL right now, certainly McVay and, and McDaniel would be in that mix, but this might be the t top two battle of the play callers against, I think could be vulnerable defenses. I know the 49ers have a lot of stars, but to me, all, everything you're saying about like the Lions Stevens, I hear that. And it's like, I'm just like, just outscore them. Just win right. 33 to 30. Right. Yeah. I, I that mean, could be the route. I actually do as a, so I am taking my analytics hat off here for a second and putting my fan hat on. And I'm actually really glad it's not the Packers to be fair. Cause that, the, mm. that Packer team coming into Detroit on Thanksgiving, that just, I understand, you know, I know you, your, your gripes with a defensive coordinator. We got it, Greg. Like, but, <laughs> but you know, like the, the, this the, isn't very, the only show where my, very enjoyable. my hosts uh, very enjoyable. get very annoyed with me. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, I love Check out game yeah. debut but, on Friday. Yeah, but, please. but the, but the truth is, is 
there's something about teams that know each other and it just makes it closer, right? Like your Ravens, think about it for the Ravens. You felt like maybe the Browns had a better chance of knocking them off than perhaps another opponent would, right? So Mm. because of that knowledge of each other, it just, and, and the poetry of the stupid Packers beating the Lions would have been terrible. <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about it. You're in the clear on that. How do you factor in? Because, like, I think one thing I love and how you could make the Niners in a close game late when they're thinking about their playoff history, uh, you know, concerned about themselves, like the Dan Campbell aggressive nature of mm-hmm. all things. Like, I love do you fa- that. Do you, how do you fact? I want to come. I've always said I want to come see whatever is happening. Like this, you know, motherboard. Yeah. This You're not allowed. Frame. You're not allowed. You I know, but I, I just want to know what it looks like. But like, how do you like enter Dan Campbell's aggressiveness into your beep, boop, computer beep, boop, system? Beep, boop, boop. Just yeah. like that, actually. You don't That's go exactly behind the curtain. Like. No, no. You can come anytime you want. Um, you just have to come to my house because I can't lift all this stuff and bring it elsewhere. No, that makes is sense. It still it's in the ma- boudoir. It's an incredible amount of. It's not in the boudoir. Oh, you moved out of the boudoir. You know, it's not in the the the. In fact, the the like the main like house of the computer yes. still in the boudoir, but the the screens are not. It's multiple rooms so now. Of, it's going of, of, of wow. technology. Yeah. It's, well, turning, I try it's to, turning into a, a robot fortress now, <laughs> and I love taking it. over the house. I'm really just trying to get it as close to the router as possible, and then they can plug it in. It's really not Is it that cleaning your house yet, by the way. Ooh, actually, That's as it. we speak, it's That's cleaning it. my house. That's why I had to leave today. That's why I came into the office. Just today. a Roomba. Incredible. Exactly. It's just. A, it's basically just a Roomba. <laughs> the entire thing's just a Roomba. That's well, it. the good news about Dan Campbell mm. is that he has um, a regular cadence to his aggressive play caller nature, which means it's not to say we can accurately predict it, but it's probably likely that they have plays on the play sheet that are specifically for certain situations. So it, it's less about like, he's not like, we think of it as this gamble, like he's rolling it. I don't really think he's rolling the dice as much as it seems. I think they're right. planning this ahead of time. They're practicing it. They have. Well, more they're than- telling the refs ahead of time, and the refs are not comprehending, apparently. I don't want to, to talk about that, issue. but it didn't matter. It <laughs> didn't it, matter. You know right. it, it ended it. up not it, mattering. Justice was served in the end, right? Ball don't lie. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's pick the game. And, Cynthia, I'm going to save you for last, okay. even though I, I know you ha- now have to go potentially against the Roomba, which we you shouldn't do. Yeah, but it's compelling. It's a tough yeah. sitch for you. Mark, get us going. I, um, why I've kept asking these questions about the human condition, ex- condition versus <laughs> technology. Like I have long had a Shanahan, you know, fascination and I, yeah. I can't help but root for the Niners in, in many situations. But in this situation, um, not only am I picking the lions to win in overtime, 34 to 31, <laughs> Woo! but I'm locking them up. You take it to the bank and my lock record tells you that's, that's uh, there's a lot of viability to that. I'm in deeply in last place. You def- okay. you, if this doesn't go your way, but, you are flirting with going winless in the playoffs. So we, you're due. We'll put it that way. I I have chosen from what happens right in here in the center of the world, like over and over. And Worked it doesn't well always so serve far. you, but you're, it's going to serve me this time. I know this is one of these days, though. One of these days. I do think there is a path here. I think Jamison Williams has been getting better every week. Maybe he gets some big plays. Like that play where Laporta's on the outside and Amon Ra's on the inside. Laporta's a week healthier. I feel like it works every single time where Laporta's essentially... Like they know what's coming. The defenses know what's coming. They can't stop it. And that they could keep up. And seven points even does feel like a little too much. But I'm going head over heart. It's a rare case where I'm I'm rooting hard against the Lions, but I am locking up the 49ers because I believe that's what's going to happen. Interesting. 
You're rooting for the Lions. Absolutely. Oh, I thought you said you were rooting hard. So you're locking the, the Niners. Lions, yeah. yeah, I'm rooting okay. against oh. my, my own right. uh, rooting interest. All right, now I do believe they're the safest pick of the weekend. And I'll say the same thing. I want the Lions to win. Thank you. Uh, I want people <laughs> like Cynthia. I'm taking it personally. I want <laughs> Cynthia. You. I appreciate and that I, you want I want them. Barry Sanders to be happy. Yep. And I want Marshall Mathers to be happy. I want Kirk Gibson to be happy. Alan Andy. Trammell. Yep. Lou Whitaker. I want everyone connected to Michigan sports to be happy. Lee Iacocca. Uh, <laughs> Lee Iacocca. Isn't that Sue's best friend? I don't know who he's best friends with. Anyway, but <laughs> however. What about Big Sean? Big Sean, no. He doesn't need it. Big you, Sean, I can't give him the love that he wants. Big Sean's been on Dan's radar. That he I got a big issue with Big Sean uh, standing on the shoulder of giants. Put it that way. But we're, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. What about Bob Seeger? Love Seeger. Okay. Yes. Just make Nightmares. it true. Against gotta, the wind. Yep. That's what we're going to have to do. What a heartland rocker that Seeger is. <laughs> that said, uh, I'm going to pick the Niners. Uh, and I, as much as I do have re- reservations about Purdy, I'm, I'm nervous about this game. I can't go off on, on Purdy and then not have the same reservations about Goff, who can get cooked up by a defense and start making some funky decisions himself. And because of that, I do think San Francisco is just the better team. I don't know if they cover, but I think they win. Let's go. Mm, let's go 27 to 20. You know, Campbell do some crazy shenanigans with a two point conversion. So it'll make the score weird. 27, 25 Niners to the okay. bowl. Okay. All right. So while I told you that, look, any good analytics professional will tell you the math gives a five point win to the Niners. However, Sometimes, much like the mm-hmm. Eagles at the end of the Super Bowl, Go. you have to take the low probability play. And there is no way on God's green earth that I am going to have any audio or video of me ever not picking my lines in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God knows right. that we won't be back here, Barry. It, it's not a, it's not a sure thing. To this be is back your here. time. This is your moment, Cynthia. Upset Lions 27-26. Love it. You're gonna go, you're gonna get home and all your doors, the locks will be changed. <laughs> The lights don't work. I feel like this is like the script of a romantic comedy or something. At the very end, she, after years, she finally goes against the model right as she's right. like heading I, into I matrimony. Think... She she found her guy. It all some, somehow is coming 40. together. Wait, listen. You want to know the weird connections here? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, I stayed in the hotel at the Renaissance Center, which is where my dad worked. That's where GM's headquartered, Renaissance Center, this week. Number two, my first marathon was in Detroit. You know who was in town that weekend? The Tampa Bay Bucks. I ate a sausage with tailgaters before the Bucks game after my marathon. That was my very first marathon. Number two. Number Not sure what that is. Number three, I get my dog, Gordy. How? Yep. Gordy. Um, Red who introduces me to my fiance. Gordy mm. did. So it's all about Detroit sports. That's really all that matters. I love it. I've been to that. I went to that 2004 when the the upstart, the Pistons, who didn't have like one star, they had like a few. Rip Hamilton with the with the thing on his face, you know, the whole tough team too. And you know who they beat? They beat the Lake Show. Hello, exactly. And I was there. So sometimes. Michigan gets the best of California. Yeah, the flashy uh, playboys from California will take a dirt nap. Yeah. You know, I'm from a coal town. I, so I, You'll I, get there next. What, yeah. I can't imagine what's going to happen when the Jets are in this position. Yeah. Uh, we can. Well, <laughs> tell me. Tell me what, what it would be. You're, you're going to cry. I think it would be a human victory for all of us. You're going to cry. I mean, I'm telling you, I most certainly, I was like, is this for real? That's why I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping, Colin, I'm hoping, Cynthia, that it happens. Okay. I'm hoping it happens. I know. You people people it. literally, it was so funny in this bar that we're in. It's so loud. 
and people were walking in with Bucks jerseys on and and Michigan. This is this is who Lions fans are. For the first second, they're like, "Boo!" Okay, you want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> this was, Boo! Okay, you want? How about a beer? Anyone? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ATN. New customers can bet just five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code ATN. The crown is yours. Cynthia, do you want to stick around and do a little news before we go? You know it. All right. For, by the way, check it. Let's check in on the uh, the lock standings. By the way. Oh, oh why should we? Right now. Why should we? That's where we're at. Oh, oh the Wesling brothers—they're holding tight for second place. Look at Rosenthal this year, Cynthia. How seventeen and three. Well, she's oh, dealing with this on a weekly no. basis. So. Does he have that smug little picture with a little crown in this show? Too? No, that's oh god. That's uh, how many graphics do you have? Of game himself? debut. He's got Check this. It out. He's got this. Eight p.m. Eastern on, uh, on NFL Friday. Network Friday. Yeah. He's got this smug little headshot, and then it has this little <laughs> tiny. This has this little tiny crown that comes, and he just looks. Well, like I don't put the crown on. I That's can't our producer. I can't imagine that would be back true. to back. Back. Can to we back see? Let's there. see the uh, second half standings too while we're here. Oh wow, you created oh, these. Really? Wow, look at the trophy too. Whoa. You got to check this yeah. out. That is on the fast channel. That's an impressive trophy. Just to let yeah. you know, by the way, I like you're looking at my score, thinking this person doesn't belong in the building. But like, uh, here are the standings. No, I know, but like, Zeuser, I do things for like second. for the best of the Zeuser show. Zeuser and so. Greg tied at seven and yeah. two for Obviously, the second half yeah. title. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Wesling. Bro- let me get through the standings. Mm. It's a podcast. <laughs> the Wesling brothers. They don't even get the right spelling on their last name anymore. They're four and five, <laughs> and, and Sestog an three and six. The reverse showman at three and six. He's just waiting. <laughs> I I am ready to pounce when the Let's, time is right, which could be two Jack, seasons. Pounce, now. yeah, pounce, lions. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. it's funny because someone, a, a birdie from the NFL research department, contacted me during the yes. week because you had said <laughs> second half standing since week nine, and they pointed out that you were two games behind since week nine. So you you've adjusted even the the cut. No, that you second half standings. On. Wait, what? That, that he was You're actually two games behind. That he's he's fudged <laughs> the numbers here. <laughs> but someone was like, like to be fair, he had said after week nine. Actually, your two games up since they week reached nine. out like, to oh, well. you out of pocket. They just came. to I'm you. not revealing my sources, but uh, wait, it was did true. you ask well, them or did they reach out? It was to you? told to me. Uh, it okay. wasn't really the NFL research. This is what. Well, this is what you need to know. I mean, if I said week nine, that I misspoke. Isn't it is the midway second half of that season. No, the we. The season with the, uh, trust me, I have this all figured out. The regular season plus the playoffs, 22. Okay. That's good. Congrats to the Bears. They won the NFC North and Raiders are your AFC West champions. (laughs) Dan's not going to work well with Greg on this. He's not going to. You, I like you it. have no idea like how well it's working. It's, it's driving him crazy. No, it is, it is driving <laughs> crazy. All right, let's get to the news. Uh, Cynthia, a lot going on. A lot. All right, let's take a break and then we'll hit the news. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back. It is the AFC <laughs> NFC Championship Game Sorry. Preview. Uh, see, they're used to it. You're not. Uh, we not. just went through both games, picked both games, and we're excited to watch how it all unfolds. Um, but with Cynthia Freeland still in the house, she went against the machine. Yeah. Just like uh, just like Rocky went against Drago. Uh, Kasparov went against the robot. 
Now Cindy goes against her own machine. Yeah. Picking the lions. I do. Sometimes you got to take the lower probability outcome, buddy. I love it. I'm just saying that's the actually machine's not going to be happy. That's all. Not at when all. you get home, the machine will let you know. I, I picture various highly dangerous circumstances uh, <laughs> involving cutlery and, you know, all of a sudden a meat cleaver goes flying by. I've, your machine has those, like, in the cartoons, the metal tubes with the hands that can do things, right? Like the final 20 minutes of, like, 2001 Space Odyssey where, like, the entire operation turns exactly against you in exactly. your own exactly. rental exactly. apartment. So. Yep. <laughs> so be careful. Uh, I'm just saying, head on a swivel. Uh, let's get to uh, the news. And uh, we'll start with the big one, obviously. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, is indeed coming back to the NFL. How about that? The Los Angeles Chargers. And I got to give the Chargers a little bit of credit here, Cynthia, because uh, everything I've been led to believe about the Chargers is that in the end, they're going to cut a corner and they're not going to go all in and, and, and they'll just continue to exist as an organization. But this, to me, Cynthia, this move to bring in Jim Harbaugh, a deal for five years, um, according to reports, uh, kind of completely reframes this organization and with Justin Herbert in place, maybe a bright tomorrow. Yeah. There's a few things that I really like about this, but I have to give a nice little shout out to the Chargers social because that whole like evoking like signs of like the Pope, them right. picking a new Pope was really funny. <laughs> so smoke coming the from smoke them. coming. Yeah. That was really good. That was really good. They're feeling themselves as they should. Yes. Be. I mean, I feel not that it was a foregone conclusion. I think they went through the process and they did the things that they needed to do to, to make sure and vet that this was the right choice. But I feel like this was their goal all along and they wanted to kind of make sure they were doing the right thing. To me, this is a huge difference maker. I think Justin Herbert will now have some stability. A five-year contract is hopefully a long time. I mean, we don't, we know that sometimes that hasn't worked out in the past, but in this case, I, I believe them that they're going to give him a nice long leash in order to hire the right people, do what he needs to do. And I think that they probably feel like, you know, look, we, we know that Patrick Mahomes is still in this division, but there are some opportunities here, especially with the Raiders are still confusing. The Broncos are pretty confusing. I think that they're like, okay, we, you know, just get into the, to the dance. Doesn't necessarily mean we need to always win, but get into the dance. And this gives them the best opportunity to do so. I think it's a, it's going to be really interesting to watch the team building side of this because we, I, we're going to get the Harbaugh offense and that's their tight end room is going to change vastly. Like they're going to want to be big sets, heavy sets. And like their running back room is going to change. And it's like, I think what Justin Herbert has been asked to do through multiple play callers is going to change a lot. And I, I, I think that the relationship between Justin Herbert and the coaching staff for years has been the, a big problem here. And that changes entirely. Now they are two totally different personalities based on what little we know about Justin Herbert and what we do know about Jim Harbaugh. I, my question always with Harbaugh is like, cool. Everyone's super excited right now. Uh, when, you know, when we, when we started the show, Harbaugh was, you know, phasing out of the Niners. And by the time he left, people weren't that, um, unhappy to see him go like it, it came and went and that's fine that's NFL coaching but it's like where will we be three years from now that's all that's my only concern the, with the Harbaugh experience a little bit but otherwise the Chargers have an identity the he people stopped that, wearing khakis too perhaps it was he did the khaki he did the people that weren't <laughs> happy to see him go though I think were primarily his general manager Trent Balky and his boss Jed York like where he got into these battles with them I don't think the players were like Maybe they, they got sick of it, what he went after, but it's just hard to argue with a guy that's been 
successful literally everywhere. That there's there's no exception to him hitting like a home run essentially in every single spot, and it's always with quarterbacks. So as a Justin Herbert fan, I'm really excited. Even if he brings in Greg Roman, and I, it's like I don't love Greg Roman if he's the play caller, but maybe he'll have a different role. And then you think about well, Greg Roman was the coordinator with Alex Smith, who's very different than Colin Kaepernick, and they turned Alex Smith's career around. Like Alex Smith had that game against the Saints with Greg Roman and Harbaugh, and so I just gotta. What if he brings in Joe Barry? Right. Give some credence. Uh, <laughs> Pep Hamilton's available. Does he have a history with Joe Barry? I don't no, know. No, I'm, uh, I'm just messing with David you. David Shaw's around. <laughs> uh, no, then I won't be happy. Uh, Ajiro Evero. All of those Personal. guys have coached with Harbaugh before. And so you have to assume he is getting personnel say and or control. Oh, yeah. and will be involved in the GM hire. So that it's all something to watch. But in a way that even though they have Herbert, I still think Harbaugh will break through in a bigger way here in Los Angeles. And it'll be really great for them it's, just as a, as an organization, it's a home run hire. It's a no brainer. It's um, when we started the NFL, that's when he came in in 2011 during the lockout season, we went through his whole career. He disappears. Now he's back. I just feel like football is a, a weirder, more interesting place with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, back in the NFL. I'm excited. You know who else is excited? This is one of the best missives I've ever seen released in terms of the passion jumping off the page. Here's Dean Spanos, who, you know, oh, you haven't go. heard a lot of passionate Spanos. Jim Harbaugh is football personified, and I can think of no one better to lead the Chargers forward. The son of a coach, brother of a coach, and father of a coach, who him who himself was coached by names like Schembechler and Ditka. For the past two decades, Jim has led hundreds of men to success everywhere he's been as their coach. Stylized the ital on there. Good job, by Dean. And today, Jim Harbaugh returns to the Chargers, this time as our coach. Who has it better than us? Uh, he is <laughs> excited. What a month for that, of course, uh, the old Harbaugh Can I just sound say, what a month for Michigan sports. It's kind of lost in the shuffle that most of these Lions, a lot of these Lions fans are Michigan fans, too. And yeah. they got a title there and they got to be very happy that Minnesota and Denver weren't interested in Jim Harbaugh over the last two years. That, well, they also that, lost this is the coach. time I think that you know, made it work. I'm just saying, but yeah. they got their title. They got their well, title. the the one thing I will point out is if Jim Harbaugh, how, what we've seen, how he's evolved as a coach over these years at Michigan, I will say it's probably even not as evident for us what he is capable of doing because all of the time that you have to spend recruiting your guys and then keeping them and then making sure they're happy so they're going to go in the transfer portal and then making sure that they get paid enough for this NIL, like all of that's now taken off. Of Bye-bye. I would hate. That would be really hard to be a head, a head coach. Well, and that job changed during his right, time during there, his too, tenure. entirely. And he was so ready to go for a couple of years, and now finally it lined up. Much, like, yeah. Now, actually devoting his time to coaching, we'll probably see even more of how he's evolved than we would have. Tough spot oh. for Antonio Pierce. You got Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and Andy Reid twice. I love Antonio Pierce. I, 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 will, I, will, I will punch anyone for him. I don't know. I won't actually punch oh. anyone. But I will go to the mat for him because, <laughs> yes, I'll pop champagne for him. No, he's he's a really great leader. Really great leader. I've known him for a long time. He's a like those guys will run through a wall for him, and it's not even a joke. So. Mm, you could tell that. I mean, yep. like they they changed. They're looking for a Dan oh, Campbell type reinvention. They're there. amazing. We'll yeah. Um. All right. Another big hire here. The Panthers are expected to hire Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales. 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 Not not like so hard with the A, but like Canales. 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 
Canalos. A canal. Canalos? It's actually Canalos. A waterway. Canalos. Dave. Ca- no, wait, no, it's Dave Canalos. Gone. I'm going to say Dave. You say his last Canales. name. Dave. Canalos. Is the new head coach <laughs> of the Panthers. Uh, he is uh, formerly of the Buccaneers, the offensive coordinator there. Uh, Rap Sheet had this on Thursday. Like the hire Cynthia because of the it makes sense, right? He's a guy that's respected. Uh, he he got Baker coached up and turned him into someone that thinks faster, plays faster, and that's what Bryce Young needs to do, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing: we, he doesn't have a long she's track not in on Dave. He, she's I'm just in. begin to make. She's just begun to make her point. I'm, yeah, I'm she in. did the. He's had one. Yeah. He's had one year as an OC. Yeah. I don't have a huge lengthy track record for him, so there's a little bit more of unknown here and the unknown factor. He did figure out. I know that Todd Bowles like was banging his head against the wall trying to figure out a run game for like several years now, and he figured out maybe it's short passes to running back, but that still is a proxy for a run game. So he's had some things to figure out and some challenges to work through. This to me will will really be dictated by who else he hires. Is he going to surround Bryce Young with the talent? That like so you saw last year in Texas at, for the Texans they had Gerard Johnson who was uh, this you know he came from Elite Eleven he was a quarterback himself he was there specifically to work with C.J. Stroud you saw Bobby Slowick he had a whole game plan so it will really sure I'm sure he could be great and he's had a he just doesn't have the track record where I can right. feel so so wonderful about it it will it will depend on the hires and who he surrounds himself well, it's, it's a meteoric ride he was just a qb coach that's what i'm saying Seattle, and even then didn't have a ton of experience doing that and, and did a great job with gino and you can see some similarities between gino yeah. and, and baker in terms of getting the ball out quicker and offense that all made sense it, it's kind of crazy though because bucks fans were they were unhappy with canales for a large part of this season and i think maybe the expectations were too high but i think it was like play sequencing that that some like a lot of good plays, but a lot of early down runs that just weren't working. They just stuck with it. They stuck with it. They stuck with it. And eventually it got to the point where it was like, okay, instead of just being bad. And then you go from that and they were frustrated as late as like week 18 in that game where, and I, I think that's unfair. They did well with the the talent that they have to having a couple of big playoff games. And he, he certainly must've won them over in the interview room because they interviewed everyone and his track record uh, was less than some, and they go with an in-house guy's GM and Dan Morgan and, and Dave Canales, so it's a little different than maybe we were expecting, but the whole point was he must have convinced them he's the right guy for Bryce Young. That was all they really cared about, and that's what he sold them on. Well, I think, it, like, yeah, you like you did this with Geno Smith, he did this with Baker Mayfield, two guys yeah. that were on the out career-wise. I, I don't know, this organization stands out to me other than others because it's just like, Cool. You took the job, but I think other candidates would have looked a little sideways at the ownership, the whole structure there, the way that things have happened. And so what is his power structure? How much? And, and I, you know, part of it is you have to, like you said, you have to convince ownership that you can bring the right staff. I don't even know if that conversation happened. We well, just don't know. You know, what's interesting is he worked with Dan Morgan for seven years. I didn't even think about that because he was a receivers coach forever in Seattle. And Dan Morgan was in so, Seattle in the front office. So they have a working relationship. That's what it comes down to sometimes, like just people that you've worked together. Well, I will say the thing about Dan Morgan that's interesting is despite not doing TV, he has a John Lynch-like personality. If I had to like say kind of what he acts like, like former player, really good communicator. I, I got a chance to talk to him pretty extensively. So great communicator, understands kind of what they're looking for. So in that regard, I think the communication will be great. But again, to me, this comes down to who's your OC, who's your DC, who are you, how are you, what's going on with your O-line? Because 
that wasn't great last year, that O-line. And that's going to be, like, even details like that, they matter a ton. So, I, and and it also shows you that this year, offensive coaches are, are what people are looking for. High demand right. for offensive coaches. Because the fact that Mike Vrabel's out there without a job and a guy with no track record getting one, because he's known as an offensive mind, that shows you something, right? It, it gives us a, some information on how how that, that works. What do you, like, because, so he became an OC and he's calling his own plays. And there's a lot of narrative around like when you have to do that for the first time in a season or in a game or in a critical moment yeah. in a game, it's like your head is spinning and that comes to experience. Like, but for him to go from where he was a couple yeah. years ago to be now the head coach and forget all the personality business, but like just to manage a game, like I, that leap to me seems there's no proof he can do that. Well, the biggest like, concern is to me and Morgan might be a, a Lynch type and be a good leader and have a good nose for talent and, this guy might work, but the guy they're answering to, there's, man, if I'm Dave. Tepper. No. Canales. <laughs> uh, first call I'm making before I take the job is like Frank Reich. I'm like, what? So what am I getting into here? Like, no, you're this, not. I, no, you're not. Am you're I not, doomed? Not, uh, no, no, no. That's no. what I would do. I'm saying. Why? Why are you looking for negative things? I because would, I got to be a realist. I and would call. Listen. I would call anyone who works for David Tepper's hedge fund and be like, "How did you make so much money?" Because that's going to be what he wants to talk to me about is mm. whatever that translates to. Because I need to figure out how to speak his language. Because this guy isn't like a lot of the other. I, I'm just he saying. Is a, Tepper this guy is a b -b 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 billionaire. There's like only really. There's only 32 of these jobs, so we shouldn't be surprised that. You know, Canales or anybody else. Oh, you hurt! You nailed it. Nice. Is Good jumping job. is jumping toward it. I, I would just be very, very nervous. Uh, anybody would, that enters what? that organization. It's better not to know. Like maybe, maybe it's better not. Two to ways to look at it. Like yeah. Frank Reich had come off of a, a an exit very recently, so maybe it's better not to be like, hey, this all new to me. This will be fun. Why like, not? Hey, Roll is this guy gonna ruin my life? Just uh, FYI. He's not gonna ruin yeah. his life. <laughs> just like a little heads up. By the way, you you. <laughs> Get paid if you don't make it through a year or two anyway. Right, but, it, it is. But the dream is to be a head coach. I would just say, right. if I've never been a head coach before, you never know if but you're, you're going to get to be one again. South too. You're, and that is a very Am like I he entering a healthy it. situation. It, think yeah. about it. Uh, okay, well, go get therapy. I mean, we all do. We don't necessarily <laughs> work at the healthiest place. I go to therapy every week. Like, let's just go with that. So, but but look like better help. Better help. Yeah. Yep. Better. One option. A, one option, a great, a great one, actually. I really like BetterHelp. But the the reality is, is you know, <laughs> you're in the NFC South. People get pretty happy when you get W's. Mm. So if you you're in a, think I about hear it. all I'd that. Rather take Cynthia, that. That all makes like, sense. I think you it's the one thousand percent raise that's really like kind of overlooked in the like. Oh, it's no, tough for any human to not take a one thousand percent. If you wanted to hire about me what he's gonna get. as your as your general manager. Heck yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, but also like roll the dice, like have faith in yourself, especially in a division that's, n did anyone really want to win that division this year? I mean, the Bucks made it far, yeah. but like, it just felt like we were kind of like, and this one, no one thought that that was going to happen. So that's a good spot to be in. I'm, I hope, listen, if you have one of the 32 chairs, it's a good spot. If you have one of the 32 chairs in a down division, it's an even better spot. But some, you know, some coaches. If your quarterback is for real, but yeah. Some coaches I would imagine out there would, would passing this job for the reasons that I'm illustrating or pointing out. Sure. But not Dave though. Not speaking of Dave. Uh, I won't say who it was, but just threw that name out there. Mm. But someone that works in the newsroom, that's known to be a Panthers fan. Historically uh, one year, his favorite team went to the super bowl. I'm not going to say who my source is, right? But uh, he had a bottle of champagne uh, and the night ended after a uh, Carolina loss in super bowl 50 with him sitting alone in a hot tub 
uh, with a uh, a bottle of champagne, and his girlfriend left him shortly thereafter. It's on brand. Um, all that Who is just is to say, this person, that's so. I won't say because I don't reveal my sources. I mean, he's also been a multiple time guest of the show. So, Greg, listen, please, to the show, please. Uh, um, I didn't hear about that know. though. I'll have to yeah. figure it out though. He, he, uh, I did not hear about him, that. I didn't mean you. I meant she for left him that night. I don't recall that. Uh, yeah, he. They, you know, know what? Around that time. Good. Maybe yeah. I'm conflating. I don't want someone that's going to be with me when things are down. Let me know. Fine. Whatever. Kick me when I'm down. Good. It makes it easier. But this <laughs> good call. Tempted good into call. coming back. This know? person texted me. Uh, Panthers now have a sneaky hot HC in Dave Canales. He is hot. Uh, M dash analysis. I don't. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. He is. Hot. But uh, you know he what I've noticed? Boxes. Like the yeah. nice, nice jawline on now, him. Now, like uh, unattractive. Dumpy head coaches are not being hired as head coaches anymore. No, that's, Wayne Fonts isn't being, getting hired anymore. No, they're being dismissed. Not to right. go after Wayne, but you know, I was Detroit about to say, legend. You just leave him alone. You leave Wayne out of this. You uh, leave Wayne out of this. That's a good uh, connection because I believe was Canales. <laughs> I know is Mexican American, so he's one of the first Latino head coaches in the history of the sport. And Wayne Fonts isn't he as well? Am I crazy? I don't know, man. We're gonna have to check right. out the old uh, family tree on that one. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Vic Fangio is uh, playing a little hot potato um, because he is now uh, going from uh, Miami, where he is out as their DC. He's now uh, locked in. Is it official yet that he's the Miami. Eagles DC? If it's not, the reporting is yes. Okay, so it's happening. Yeah. So there you go, Fangio, who is Fangio. A, a well-known figure in this realm. Uh, remember, we were throwing flowers at the feet of the Dolphins for getting. Fangio. I'll be uh, honest with you. Whoever gets that job, give them so, to someone with that less experience. That's a good defense. Mm. They got a lot of pieces there. So, Vic, it didn't work out in Miami, but Philly's like, you got to be better than our last guy and the other guy that we booted upstairs but kept the oh camera boy. on him. Humiliated oh the guy for a couple of months. Uh, anyway, Fangio to Philly. Thoughts? It's unique that it happened this late. I want to know the backstory. Same. My gut tells me that Vic Fangio and I know there's all these reports that he wasn't getting along with some of the players and I don't know if there was any conflict with the coaching stuff all that like I believe all that but I still am guessing because of the timing and everything it's like he just wanted to go to Philadelphia and he got his way and he got his way out and that and he they wanted to hire him last year they would have hired him last yeah. year if not for this whole confusing set up that they couldn't hire him because he had come in for the Super Bowl and they had to what? do all the interview. It was all this stuff with Jonathan Gannon. They they lost the draft pick because of it. And so I think his family's in Pennsylvania too. He wanted to be closer to that. And I, I think it was just a rare case of a guy kind of forcing his way out and getting to where he wanted to go. And it's good for the Eagles. Yeah. It came so close to happening before and that's what he wanted. And it's like, you kind of look back at like the earlier week cleaning out of everyone and, in Philadelphia, they must have known, like, this is, we've got this guy in our back pocket, and he's proven. Uh, I, I would say you're also walking into a situation where if things go south on Nick Sirianni, you know, over the first couple of months next year, it's like, all right, we'll see how long that coaching staff lasts. But, I mean, Vic Fangio, at this age, go do what you want to do. He could be the uh, interim coach by October. You never know. Uh, when I look at this, I think Mike McDaniel's kind of, reshaping and retooling it's he's not the only person to exit Miami right now so if you're not happy don't force someone to be there you yeah, know like yeah. like it's not like he's going to be like he never seems happy <laughs> right Mark, you've had nice uh interactions I with him. I I wouldn't belabor it I said I told them that like when the Niners went to the Super Bowl you have these like rooms where you go and yeah, interview yeah. and he's sitting alone yeah. at a table and I thought well there's no one else there I can go oh. talk to the defensive coordinator <laughs> 
And I know this is not he- holistically who he is, but he couldn't have been grumpier or more agitated that I had sat down to visit with him and wanted me gone as quickly as a human could be gone. So did I was you like, ask him if it was a must win game. I, why well, I did not? I oh, asked, okay, I, I, you know, I, I thought I asked pertinent question, one pertinent question. And I said, this is not working out. And like, I don't want to force the relationship. Made a journalistic either. decision to I will get the go, hell up. I'm going to pursue, you know, someone else. And move away from yeah. Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. 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 So Devon, Devon Holland, their safety. There was a bunch of little social media posts from Dolphins players seeming to celebrate. Um, not as much as the Bucks did, where they did like a dance that their coach got fired before the game, which I've never seen that in sports. That was amazing. Yeah, that on was Wednesday night. Uh, Javon Holland did a video where he kicked rocks, and uh, which was like go go kick rocks, uh, Vic Fangio. But in case anyone didn't understand it, uh, his you gotta his, get that guy. Like his dad is coaching. His dad, who's a coach, uh, like retweeted and said, "Everyone loves the iPhone, but no one wants the iPhone 1.0." Hashtag upgrade. It was like whoa. <laughs> They did. They weren't fans wow. of, going on. of Fangio, but uh, and he's a good coach. And I think they did a good job defensively this year. Overall. A little some red flags yeah. there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but but, uh, but if yeah. it's not working, I think it's smart to cut ties fast. Right. That's you fair. know, like, like let him go. It seems like a win-win here. He seems to be happier and more near his family, paying a higher tax bracket. Then they're <laughs> happier down there figuring out someone new. This is a really attractive job. If I'm a young defensive coordinator or someone that's like, maybe like on my way up that this, I'm like, somebody get me to Miami. Like, that's a Mm. great, that's a great job. You have really great assets on that team. Finally in the news. Here we go. What is it? Congratulations, Greg, for all your moral grandstanding. When we talk about the hot butts and and all pious, always getting on me for celebrating guys losing their job. Joe Barry is out in green Bay. Uh, so there like, you go. Do what? do a little dance, Greggy. No you dance. got the DC canned. I'm hardly a unique on the island that they uniquely they underperformed. This is you. You've you've called for everyone's head who's gotten fired this year. What? I've on on game day view you have. Hmm. You're you're like I'm about calling you, for you head. talk about criticize. You talk about <laughs> wow, that Greg. standing for, for for the lock wow. of the week. Talk you about know a what split his, personality. You know what his standing for? He's 100 percent on this guy's getting canned. Wow. wow, Greg. Well, it's more predictions. Your um, predictions you on that. Seen, are, you could have wow. seen this coming from for Joe Barry. That's not the way she put it. You called for heads for rolling. <laughs> no. Predictive. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Joe Barry's I, out. Just a human man. Let's no. bring this. Let's bring this plane in for know, landing, everybody. I want to know what Jair Alexander is yes. doing there. Like, like I think there's a couple of things here. Like, we'll see if they can get. <laughs> I say make him the DC. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I'm calling the play. What I do, uh, Cynthia, you're a gem. Good luck oh. to you this weekend. How, what's your fan? Exp- you work in the game? What, uh, what are you doing this weekend? No, I'm gonna watch from home. I'm gonna. Very I nice. need my emotional mm. support dog. With me at all times. You have the dog with you. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's and I will not have any social media on. This is very, very nice. Mm, but you're so good. you're re- recently engaged. Yeah. And so uh, does your partner? Is he not? Is he not a Lions fan? He's from New Jersey. Do you do you so want him in your realm when this is happening, or do you just have to do this on your own? Um, it's I a dangerous place to be, maybe. Well. He's pretty supportive about it. He's like very chill. Mm-hmm. So he's got a nice surfer calming. Bro, yeah, yeah, he's like surfer, but like also a banker. It's kind of a strange mix. Surfing like, banker. Surfer banker. I like Surfer that. banker. Good hyphen. You know, yeah. and so he's kind also of. Also a crime fighter at night. <laughs> um, yes. Also, but he goes to bed early. So you have to fight crime like between the hours of like five to seven because he works East Coast. Sure. Hours. A dusk crime fighter. A dusk crime yeah. fighter. Okay. That really. Where all the crime goes down in the, in the big yes. city. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, enjoy that. And Thank you. like I said, head on a swivel with the Roomba. <laughs> I know. That Roomba's coming machine. to get me.
Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, it is the big one. It is Championship Sunday. So we'll recap those games. And until then, you know what you got to do. Heed the call. Canalas. <laughs>